Building Years Podcast with Justin Alexio and Jeremiah Watkins. New episodes every Wednesday. Welcome to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Building Years. This is Jeremiah Watkins. Hey, it's me. I'm Justin Alexio. Coming right back for another episode. Doing it big. Will we stop? Never. Yeah, this podcast is becoming more of a marathon, you know? It's just like, <laughs> will they ever stop making episodes? And for now, no. No, we're going to keep at it every single week. And sometimes it is really hard to make, to with our schedules late, lately, to make new episodes for you guys. So hopefully uh, you're digging them, you know what I mean? Jeremiah, if I, if I die, will you continue the podcast in my name? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> like I gotta put it to bed. <laughs> what a morbid <laughs> thought, though, to have. What a, I think about my, you don't think about your legacy that you leave. Like I've been actually thinking about writing a will. Whenever I had that that scare, I was like, "Please don't let me die an open micer." <laughs> I like. I do not want to. Oh, oh, is this gonna be my legacy? This nice guy who never made it. <laughs> not that that's a bad thing, but it's just like, oh. But he's got some sometimes s- sketches up online. <laughs> what did he really do to contribute to the world? Sometimes in movies, and they're like, "No one's gonna remember me," or "This is all I did." I'm like, "Oh God!" Yeah, let's get rural in here. Wait, 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 guys! My family's coming to town next week. Really, really? July. Are they gonna come see us do another bad show together? Uh, I'll never invite them to another LA show. Yeah, that was rough. It's too tight. Yeah, one of the worst experiences of my life. I'm the only other worse performance than that one is bombing in front of your parents after you've been living in LA for a year uh, after they told you not to go. Is uh, guys, I don't know if you know this. Fourth grade, I won the state poetry contest. My uh, it was in the middle of Blythe, which is on the border of Arizona, California. It's a two-hour drive. My parents went. My teacher went for me to read in front of 400 people. I was nervous. And it's just like that Austin Powers movie where Austin's playing a song, doing a speech. He looks into the crowd at the seat safe for his dad. Daddy's not there. <laughs> Daddy. Whoa. Daddy wasn't there. <laughs> Take me to the fair to change my underwear. Oh, Daddy wasn't there. It was a great song. Yeah, it was a great song. So that was the only worst part. And that time that I got interviewed for uh, football, I was the captain of my football team. We had a tie-in with Fox News. And uh, my dad the night before, my stepdad had convinced he would, he refused to pay for a haircut for me. He would not, and I didn't have a job. He's like, I'm not paying $10 for your haircut. I have clippers. I will give you a haircut. He gave me a haircut. It was patchy. And then everyone that watched it at school made fun of me that I had <laughs> patchy hair on the news. <laughs> That's funny. So, yeah. Wow, these memories all coming back now. All coming, steamrolling back into Justin's memory. Oh, boy. You were in Vegas, right? I was in the, Vegas. The desert. I was in the desert. Hot, baby. I've been through the desert on a horse with no name. Feels good to be out Wait, who is of that? the rain. Who is that? America. Because in the desert, you can't remember your name. You don't like that song? No. 
La 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 la. The la, band's name is America. La la. Mm-hmm. Ugh, God, it's so white. I mean, they yeah, it's a white band, <laughs> like the seventies. So you're in Vegas. Did you have? Did you have any bad shows? I love. You always have one bad show at least because they're doing so many. <sighs> Justin, Justin, Justin. <laughs> I learned. I I keep learning as a comedian. You think you got it? Nope. Of course, one of my worst shows I did was the first one, and my dad saw it. <laughs> oh! He was there with his new wife in the audience. Already strange enough. She's trying to get a feel for who you are as a person. I mean, they saw me kill in Kansas City, and I actually had like a killer set. I don't throw around the word kill very often. I had a great set in, in Kansas City that he saw me do really well at, and she did too. So I was like, ah, whatever. They've seen me do... And I told my dad, I was like, this is why I don't invite you to come see me open shows. Is because <laughs> a lot of times the audience has no respect for the first guy. And <laughs> Did I was, you make any cool jokes about how your dad's in the audience? No. Of course not. I would have just embarrassed him more <laughs> from the set that I did. <laughs> well, I had, for the most part, pretty good sets. There's definitely some sets where I... I was trying some new bits and stuff, which I was glad I did, but it sometimes didn't offer the best overall set because, you know, I was trying some new stuff mixed with old stuff. Yeah, you're cooking the kitchen, baby. I mean, just trying the, to make your quesadilla. On the weekend shows, I made sure that the weekend shows that I did that I, cl- that I closed really strong because that's I want a lasting impression of that I did well, you know? Yeah. So during the week... The Tuesday through Thursday shows, I experimented with some new bits and stuff. Yeah, who wants to do well for the Wednesday crowd? Come on. <laughs> uh, this was something that, I mean, it's that. So Mike Faverman was featuring, and Ahmed Ahmed was headlining. And so I would bring up Mike Faverman right after I did my first 10 minutes. And I want to say. Eight or nine out of the 12 shows that we did, Mike Faverman's opening line that he would kill with would be like, give it up for Jeremiah Watkins, everybody. He tried. <laughs> and Whoa, that's a, that's a huge no-no in the comedic community. And uh, it would get a huge response. Uh, and then he was off running. Which, you know what? You can do whatever you want for your sets. You can do, you can say whatever you want. I'm never going to be like, don't do that. But, dude, of course, it was getting to me a little bit. I was like, frick, man. Like, even on some of my sets that I killed, he would say it. And I was like, what the frick, man? You're just going for that laugh right out of the gate. But, Mike, I love you. You can say whatever you want. You dick. (laughs) No, it's all good. I'll call him a dick. I don't know him. That's fucked up. Uh, I mean, I, I, I said to him, uh, you know, you can say whatever you want, whatever gets the laugh. I mean, I'm always up for that. Of course, like, I got to me a little bit, though. I was like, man, yeah, this cause is... because you get thrown under the bus, you feel those tires run over your face. <laughs> pretty, uh, pretty much. I guess that's a good analogy. Uh, and then I would do five more minutes after Mike went on. And then um, and then bring up Ahmed Ahmed. And, yeah, they're pretty fun shows. But, no, I... Uh, had a lot of fun with Mike and Ahmed. Shout out to those guys. Had a good week. Definitely one of my more favorite weeks because uh, 
later in the week on Friday. So I was there first. I was there from Tuesday through Thursday. I didn't end up going on Monday because I had a I had a show that I couldn't get out of on Monday, and uh, the booker was cool enough to let me go to that that thing. And so the, I was there Tuesday through Thursday, which was already making it a shorter week than usual. But then on Friday, that's when uh, Gil Garibaldo came in for his bachelor party weekend. <laughs> that was fun. We had a we had a good time, and then so in that party was Omar Nava, Peter Banachowski, Jeff Amaral, John McCarthy, Jack Baldoff, uh Gil's brother, Oscar. And forgetting somebody. They're going to be really hurt that I, if they ever listen to this podcast. Yeah, whatever, dude. I forget names all the time. I don't give a shit. It's okay. It'll come back to you, Jeremiah. Don't worry. Can't have Oh, Chris Edwards. Duh. Duh. Chris Edwards. I love you. So that was, that was our Vegas, uh, Group and uh, sorry, I'm so so describing this so slow paced on this podcast. Yeah, I'm like right Jesus now. Christ, Jeremiah. Like, get dead through air. it, <laughs> get through this, Jeremiah. We had a good time. We did some gambling. Uh, side note about earlier in the week, so Favorman and Ahmed Ahmed were uh, they're trying to get me to go to the strip clubs, and uh, then I was like, I've got a girlfriend. And they're like, quit being a pussy. Come with us. Jesus. I was like, yeah, but I have a girlfriend. They're like, stop being a faggot. <laughs> Come with us. Wait, is that why? Is that really why you didn't want to go? Partially. I thought girls don't care. Well, all right. Let's bring a, a screeching halt to this podcast. I definitely think that girls care. <laughs> Even if they say that they don't care, I really think that Dude, they care. Dude, my brother goes with his wife. To the strip club and she likes it. Well, but I guess she doesn't let him go alone. Yeah, exactly. Do you would that same woman let him go alone? I don't know about that. Yeah. If women are not comfortable enough to let you go alone, they don't like it. (laughs) They don't like it. They don't like seeing having their men look at other naked women. Why would women be okay with that? I mean, I guess if they're chill or whatever, but I'd say for, uh, for the most part, girls are not cool with guys going to the strip club. And I called and told Maya, she's like, she's like, you could have gone if you really wanted to, but thank you for not going. Of course she's going to say that. I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, you know I, wouldn't I, mean? Ca- I wouldn't care if my girl was like looking at, you know, they go see Magic Mike. Is I there dick in that movie? Little, I don't know. Uh, like dick out, you mean? Yeah. I Magic Mike? I think there is. Who knows? Like, I don't care about that. I'm like, go. Go touch a dick. Not touch. Look. <laughs> Just look. So if a guy was grinding on your girl, at, at like all girls were at a guy's strip club, and a guy was like rubbing his penis all over your girl, would you be cool with that? If I could do it, yeah. If I could, well, if I, yeah, as long as it's not sexual. If it's like more fun. What? It's Let's say it's sexual. All right, if it's sexual, no, but... Girls there you go. go to strip clothes to, for it to be fun. And look at yes this guy's and dick no. and, you know. Yes and no. I don't know. <laughs> guys, right into the building ears. Tell us what you go to the strip yeah. club for, ladies. And ladies 
are you cool with your men going to strip clubs if you're in a relationship? Because I've always been with girls that tell me it's cool if I watch porn. They don't care. I think that's very different than going to a strip club. That's physical contact. You're just beating your meat whenever it's porn. It's, it's, it's <laughs> not going to happen. You're so gross. Yeah, man. Being real on this podcast. That's not going to happen. Do you know what I mean, though? There's no actual physical touch or contact whenever porn is involved. And it's like more fantasy. Strip club. A lot of strip clubs, dude. If you pay a girl, they will have sex with you in a private champagne room or I whatever. I saw my friend on 18th. We went to the strip club 18th birthday. He paid this girl 20 bucks and he she let him uh, suck on her nipples. <laughs> yep. So, you know. It's a dirty know. strip club right there. 20 bucks for. Oh, we were in downtown Phoenix. N- it's a pretty. 20 sky- bucks per nick. <laughs> per nipple lick. He's just that he was he was bragging about it. Oh, it was kind of disgusting. Yeah, of course. And then he's like, and then I got milk on my mouth because she was pregnant. Oh, God. <laughs> Dude, you say some disgusting things on this podcast. Yeah, I do. I don't give an F. Okay. So you didn't go? No, didn't go. Well. But what I did do I'm glad later, that those males pressuring you, using homophobic slurs toward you, didn't deter you, Jeremiah. <laughs> Glad was, you stood was, your ground. It was all in jest, but I was like, oh, no, I can't. I got a girlfriend. I can't do this. I'm glad you... The only strip club that I've been to is, uh, has been on the set of a movie, which is interesting. <laughs> that's not a real strip club. I know. I know. <laughs> that's, that's but, like they were, but they were real strippers that were there. Oh, my who God. Were in You've the never scene. been to a strip club? No. Dude, you got to go. Do I? I went I went on Christmas last time I All went. Right. That's the saddest thing I've heard. <laughs> you say I say a lot of disgusting <laughs> stuff on this podcast. That's the most disgusting thing listen, I've heard all day. Listen, I'm pretty liberal in the fact, you know, I'm pro-gay, pro-women's rights, you know. Uh, but So I don't like strip clubs, but I went because my brothers are... From Arizona, they're in the military, and all they do is go to strip clubs, and that he, my brothers convinced me that if I wanted to bond with them, that was how I would do it. And it was Christmas, so I was like, I have to do what my brothers want to do. And that's when my brother's wife went, and we watched. It was crazy. These girls were hot. They were like the best strippers this club had, and it was packed on Christmas. And there was a lot of people alone just with thousands of dollars stacked on the table. It was pretty baller. And uh, I passed out because I was pretty drunk on eggnog. So, yeah. I don't know. Strip clubs are just, you feel dirty. I always feel dirty. I've only been twice in my life. Ugh. <laughs> Even going to Jumbo's Clown Room, I went to my birthday parties there. It's like half naked, but they're pole dancing. And it's like. Felt dirty? Oh, it feels dirty. Because you see guys just like mentally having sex with these girls, and it's weird. Yeah. That's bizarre. You got to go, though, for the story, man. You'll, you'll have a good time. Mm. Plus, be such a disappointment. It's to not my like mother. the movies where all the girls are hot. Some of them are like, you know, some of them have just had babies or whatever. My mother would be disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I think she would be. If I went to a strip club, she'd be like, "I'm so disappointed in you, Bubby." I don't know. I mean, I've I like it more. I've been at parties where girls get naked for fun. And oh, they're that's just dancing. That's a party. <laughs> That's just a good time. <laughs> That's man. just a good time, man. Hey, You're not paying for that <laughs> and feeling like a creep. There, there ain't no cover charge for that. <laughs> All right, let's put a hypothetical towards you, Jeremiah. You're single. Okay. No chance of STDs. Okay. Would you sleep with a prostitute? Oof. I don't think so. But this pro- it's not it's not dirty. 
Because I have a friend that slept with a prostitute. He told me he slept in Colombia. High-end prostitutes, they're not trafficked or whatever. Uh, he paid like 600 American dollars, which there is so much, so sure. much money. He's like, I had to wear a condom. And he's like, it was the greatest experience, sexual experience of my life. Hottest girl I've ever slept with. So that makes me think like, ugh, I don't think I could do it. But that, that kind of tempts me. The girl doesn't need the money. You're paying all the $600, dude? $600, man. That's I mean, a that's lot. That's rent. That's rent, that's, man. That's rent, baby. I think we're looking at it as very broke people, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I also, too, I don't think I could do that. Exchange money for sex? I don't think I could do that. But who knows? Maybe I'll be really desperate in another life or something. <laughs> right now, I'm in a happy relationship, everybody, and this is a hypothetical game. He loves you, Maya. Anyway, this got weird. <laughs> I know she's listening to this. She could. Who knows? She sometimes does. She does. I know she does. Dude, one thing I did that I don't want to say disappointed Maya this weekend, but uh, <laughs> but she just kind of rolled her eyes about. I went to the shooting range with Jeff. Oh, yeah. I saw that on Facebook. Dude. Holy shnikes. Better than Disneyland for me. You've never been to a shooting range? I have been. I haven't shot a gun in 10 years, though, because I've been out here in L.A. for like the last six or so, almost six. And the four years before I came out here, we stopped going to the shooting range. And you were just loving it? Dude, we shot machine guns. (laughs) Full-on machine guns that they use in the military. And let me tell you. One of the biggest highs I've gotten in so long. I was so jacked. Whenever I had the machine gun, <laughs> I picked out zombies for my target. And I was shooting zombie targets with this machine gun. And it was incredible. Wait, do you have to pay to rent the gun? How does that work? Yes. <laughs> Worth the money? Yes. <laughs> yes. See, I've never been to an organized gun, uh, what's it called? Gun range. Gun range. In Arizona, you're just allowed to go take your semi-automatic, fully automatic weapon and just shoot at the side of a mountain. <laughs> so that's all I've done. Yeah, there's a bunch of outdoor shooting ranges in Kansas and Missouri where it's just sectioned off. They've got it built where it's sectioned off, but it's it's free range. You You just bring your own ammo and everything. You bring your own guns and you go shooting. Why did you decide to go to the gun range? You don't strike me as that kind of dude. Uh, Jeff was like, you want to go? I was like, all right. <laughs> it's like, heck yeah. And uh, honestly, um, you know, if I have some uh, some money, come in. I'll probably go back. It was so great. It was so great. Got that high. Good, man. Dude, I shot a Desert Eagle pistol, too. It was awesome. Did, uh, and a sniper rifle. I shot a sniper <laughs> rifle, too. The sniper rifle was amazing because I was a really good shot with that. Oh, you're such a bro, Jeremiah. What happened to you? Dude, this weekend. It was a, it was a bachelor. It's a bro's It was weekend. funny. I told Jeff, I was like, you and I did more of a bachelor party activity than the rest of us guys did all weekend. We just went gambling. The rest of us just went gambling, went to the pool and stuff. But Jeff and I, like... Went to a shooting range. I'm like, that's such a bachelor party bro thing. Let's name your ideal bachelor party, Jeremiah. My ideal bachelor party? Yeah. (sighs) All right. Arcade. Pool tables. Ping pong. Sounding more like a child's fantasy. Foosball. (laughs) 
<laughs> a moonwalk. No, I wouldn't want like one of those inflatable things. Uh, like a, a a bouncy castle. Bouncy house, yeah. That would be dope. Uh, basketball, ATVs, maybe snowboarding. Uh, you know all this. You got to pick one. You type said of ideal. Thing. You all said right, okay. I, all right. Ideal is a fantasy. Okay. Because I'm not getting married anytime soon. So it's a fantasy, <laughs> baby. Hey, your girlfriend's listening. She knows. Um. Yeah. What about you? Lots of food. Lots of good food, man. All right. First off, we going to the bar. We getting fucked up. Then we going We gonna dance. We gonna dance. Uh, let's see. I like you know. I would like like a party, a little beer pong, the beer bong. Uh, I don't know. I would just get fucked up. Oh, and sports. I'd want to play like dodgeball or some kind of relive my football glory years. Uh, and then paintball. And then uh, something like adrenaline, like a roller coaster. And then uh, swimming with some kind of dolphin. All right. We have very different ideas for a bachelor party. Yeah, because I'm fucking cool. <laughs> a gun scare me, dude. Every time I shoot it, I just, I'm like, this can kill somebody. Uh, that did freak me out a little <laughs> bit. There's like a group a family that was next to me. There's like they had their little girls shooting the guns and stuff. I was like, oh, this is weird. Yeah. I told my uh stepdad last time I was home. We they made me go shooting. I didn't want to go. And uh I was like, I don't I just don't he's like, You're acting like you're afraid of it. He's like, You know how to deal with guns and I'm like, Yeah, but I just it's just I I don't know, I just don't I'm nervous around. He's like, Stop being a pussy. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ, Dad. Don't call me a pussy. It's it's fucked up. Speaking of that Guns, America. What do you guys think about the Confederate flag being banned in the U.S.? Did it get banned? They're just calling for it to get taken down. They're calling for it to get banned. I mean, everywhere. To me. At government offices. I agree that it definitely should be taken down at government offices. It's it's representing the people who wanted slaves and stuff. Yeah, dude, it's... Like, I get that it's a Southern thing, but also, too, it's on the wrong side of history. So why, in any other case, would you let government officials fly a flag of basically a different style of government that's complete opposite That's to the thing, is that people are like, it represents what I want, but it's like it doesn't. If I, if I had something that I cared about, but it reminded women of not being able to vote or... It hurts some other, reminded a group of people of when they were, you know, discriminated against. I would not want to wear that thing or ride that thing unless I was actually racist or feminist. Like, that's, to me, it doesn't make sense. I bet, this is my guess, that somebody is going to make this argument that because a lot of people compare the gay struggle to the black struggle, which I'm not saying I take one side or the other as far as that goes. I think that somebody will make the comparison of, well, if you can fly Confederate flags or whatever, then you can make like an anti-gay rainbow flag and fly it at governments, certain government offices if you wanted to. Do you know what I mean? I think that, that uh, somebody might make that. I don't know. Like, Connection problem. We good now? Yeah. All right. I think that thing needs to come down. Uh, I don't know, though. You know what's crazy is I have a cousin. Uh, 
that's in the South. He's white. He's on my stepmom's side. He rocks the Confederate flag every day. He wears it on his hat. He has one in his room, a huge flag, and he just rides around his ATV. And my brother, who's, you know, we're Dominican, so we have black blood in us, he went in that room and he felt scared because this guy had guns. And he's just like, I don't trust this guy. Why would you want something that immediately causes distrust with your own? Did it me? We're having an issue with uh, the way you're holding the. There we go. There we go. We're good now. Um, I don't know, but w- there's a guy who I used to work with at a car wash, black guy. We were cleaning this huge truck. On the rearview mirror was hanging a a bandana that was a Confederate flag, and uh, we were cleaning the car. And uh, before the guy, like we were all done, he goes, "Nice bandana." Or the rearview mirror, and the guy's like, "Oh yeah." And then the guy gave me one dollar, <laughs> so he stiffed us because probably it was a black guy that was helping me on the truck. Ugh. Racism. Well, hopefully it comes down. I don't know. I think this. My issue's good now. You're fine. Okay. I don't know. I mean, it's not. That's not. It's not really a funny subject. But yeah, I kind of wish. I just wish. You know, they also say the California flag should come down. Why? Because uh, it was the Western settlers uh, that created that flag, and they, uh, you know, they were really racist against our Japanese culture. Like in. Then uh, make a new flag. Whatever. I'm just. I'm just like <laughs> getting so tired of like. I mean, I some of this stuff I get. Some of it I get. Some of it I feel like we're just becoming just these, just PC. This like the most PC people where it's just like, I think it's impossible to make everything politically correct. Of course it is, but I think we got to care about people's feelings, man. That's what the ladies want anyway. Somebody who knows how to handle feelings. Well, I just think you know. I just think if you just got to be nice to everyone. That's what that's what Jesus would want. I mean, I'm not religious, but a lot of people are. So that's why WWJD. I, that's why I used to have one of those uh, the bracelets? bracelets. They were big. I used to wear it all the time. Man, they were the OG Lance Armstrong bracelet. <laughs> <laughs> I and I literally there would be times where I'd want to fight, and I would look down at that bracelet, be like WWJD. <laughs> I mean, they were good for that for sure. Yeah, I kind of think I if I had one, I don't know, would it still work on me? I don't know. You know what's crazy is uh. In Catholicism, you have, when you confirm somebody, you have to uh, have a sponsor. I help sponsor someone to move up uh, in the religious, uh, basically, you know, religious process. And now I'm not Catholic anymore. And I know this girl kind of resents me for it because now it's like her confirmation isn't real. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Ooh, but I'm going Ooh. to a wedding in October. So. Yay. Justin's friends are happy and getting married. But it's going to be a Catholic wedding, and uh, I know she's going to introduce me. This is my confirmation sponsor, and I'm just going to be like, Ooh. Sorry it didn't work out. <laughs> uh, one other cool thing that happened in Vegas, all the guys came out and wa- saw me host a show, and luckily that show I did very well at. But I also made sure I did uh, <laughs> my good stuff. I wasn't messing around. So that into the audience, that, Jeremiah. That was very cool. You that, fucking rookie. Uh, what? What are you talking about? That makes no sense. <laughs> I don't know. I was just trying to get a rise out of you, man, to make this podcast interesting. Oh, uh, well, it's working. 
Justin, just call me a rookie for no reason. <laughs> All right, dude. Sure. Yeah, I'm going to do my good stuff in front of my friends. Look at how upset so that you makes got, guys. Me, that worked. makes me a rookie. Justin will just throw curveballs and, and just wrenches in this podcast <laughs> on purpose. Just give people terrible intros for our guests. I'm just like, what? What are you? What? All right, well. Yeah, I'm the bad host. I'm down with it. Real quick, what do you think about the most recent uh, shooting at that? Is it a Baptist? Jesus Christ, Jeremiah. What? We're, we're already talking about the Confederate flag and stuff. Why not? Like, we talk, I mean, we never talk politics and stuff like that on this podcast. Why not? Well, you know, obviously it's a fucked up situation. Horrible. I think it's crazy that, uh, you know, it's just good. It's good to talk about race, but there's a point where it's like, People talk too much. You gotta, you gotta write your congressman. You gotta actually do something. I don't give a shit. You write that's really meaningful Facebook posts about like discrimination, and it gets a hundred likes, but you don't do anything. Like, what is it? You're all, you're that's you're, very you're, true. You're playing to the crowd that already is not racist. Yeah, like a rookie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why don't you go tell a racist person what you think? So, I think it's cool that uh, Obama went on Mark Maron's podcast and said the N word to make a point. Yeah. So we got a cool ass president. I was realized like he like uh hey man. regardless of what you think about his politics, like uh he does he goes on all the tonight shows. He did Between Two Ferns, he did this Mark Marin podcast, so it's like He gave me Obamacare, so I like him. <laughs> I'm a fan. Hey, there you go, man. But yeah, the uh dude, I heard, I saw an article that said that the the cops took that guy to Burger King or gave him Burger King before they took him in or something. Is that true? I don't know. Probably. It's, I mean, they just, people were upset that uh, they put a bulletproof vest on it, but that's standard police protocol. Mm. It was crazy. I didn't like his bowl cut, though. Like, I was like, nobody oh. likes that bowl cut. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> but that's like a South I'm thing. I'm surprised, though, that they didn't shoot him on sight. They can't. They can't? That's not, no, no, that's the whole thing. You can't, you can't. If shoot. somebody has mowed, innocent, mowed inc- down people, innocent till proven guilty. Dude, he had the gun in his hand and he shot multiple people. And and you don't even get like a warning shot or anything. No, that's crazy. I think you should take. What him. did he drop the gun as soon as the cops? I don't came know. In? I wasn't there, but I know that <laughs> they took him in peacefully, and that's what you should. Do. He's innocent until proven guilty. Obviously, he's guilty. He's already confessed. But uh, you know. Yeah, guys, we got real on this podcast, guys. Today. If I commit some crimes, innocent until proven guilty, until I confess, and then yeah, fucking do what you want to me. Cut my balls off. I don't care. Uh, don't say that. <laughs> You'll end up somewhere in a hostel. Actually, there's a part of me that thinks I could live without my balls. Like, it would make life easier. Oh, just penis? Yeah, just penis. Like, I don't have any sexual urges anymore. Is that how that works? Oof, I don't know. Going down a windy road here, <laughs> saying that you could live without your balls. Uh, I it would makes you not say that on a podcast. It makes you fight less? You know, because that's why when they cut off balls for a dog, they want to fight less because that testosterone is not I there. guess just talk to Caitlyn Jenner about all this next that's time you meet her. God, you're so ignorant, Jeremiah. She didn't cut off. Oh, I'm not even going to no? explain it to you. No. She hasn't done it yet? No. No. She's Jesus. taking estrogen, right? Yeah. She, she did. didn't go through the. Okay. I thought she went through with the procedure to take away. You guys, I'm about to educate Jeremiah. She's taking uh, estrogen. Right. But she's not. She's not touching her, her private parts okay. at all. My apologies. I thought that she was going all the way. Didn't know we had a quitter on her hands. <laughs> Just Guys, kidding, I everybody. This guy. Dude, I can't stand Justin Alexio, but somehow <laughs> we, he's one of my best friends and we work together all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
What do you want to plug, buddy? I got a show on Friday. Mike and Teddy's The Gay Show in WeHo. All right. Let's not bring that up into it. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. This is our it's, PC episode. It's, it's, all, it's all gay comics, so uh, I think I'm their token straight guy. I love gay crowds. They fucking cheer for me all the time. Uh, so, yeah, come to that. And then uh, I have another show on Wednesday. I'll reveal it on Twitter because I'm not sure if I'm getting up the guys being weird about it. Okay, cool. Well, Stand Up on the Spot is tonight. Todd Glass, Brian Callen, Elijah Schlesinger, Dan St. Germain, Brian Redband, Skylar Stone, Ed Greer, myself. It's going to be awesome. We got our value mini show this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to be on Tom Green's uh, Webavision show. He's out of town, and uh, Stephen Glickman is going to guest host it for him. I think I'm going to be on that on Friday. Look out for that. And then Midnight Snack is every Saturday night at the Improv, and I'll be on sax and co-hosting that. It'll be a lot of fun. And then there's, a, I think, a premiere of I Lived at USC on Monday, June 29th. I don't know if it's open to the public or whatnot, but I'll keep you so guys updated. So why are you promoting it if it's not open to the public? I don't know. Just want to let you know that uh, I'm going to premieres and stuff now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. JeremiahWatkins.tv, JustinAlexio.com. Emails at thebuildingyears at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. We love you. Have a great day. Well, I kind of love you. <laughs>